Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As we know, today is Ash Wednesday, the first day of our Lenten season. And as it does every year, it reminds us of the ancient custom of applying ashes to the brows of worshipers. And that calls to mind the word of God that was spoken first to our first parents after they had sinned. You are dust. And to dust you shall return. And as we know, as Romans, uh, as the Apostle Paul in Romans says, the wages of sin is death. The, the ashes of Lent reminds us that the wages of our sin is our death. But we are also reminded that because of God's great mercy, this word, which is true, is not the last word over us. It's not the last word for our lives, and it's not the last word for our Lenten season, this Lenten journey that we are on. That's what we're starting here today, a Lenten journey as a congregation. During these six weeks of Lent and our series, Jesus, Peter, and Me, we'll be journeying in Peter's shoes for a while. Every week, we'll hear and see Peter's words and deeds And in those words and deeds, we'll also see a picture of ourselves, our sin and our need for ashes and repentance. Today, for instance, each one of us will be able to say it's Jesus, Peter, and me. And it's all about sinful pride. Because today, from our gospel reading, the footsteps of Peter takes us into the bitter consequence of sinful pride. Now, when talking about pride, if you think about it, all sin from the very first with Adam and Eve all the way throughout history until today, all sin comes back to pride. You see, pride is a misappropriation of our own value before God and before other people. And so what pride does is it diminishes our perceived need for God, and it also diminishes the value that we place on other people, all the while falsely inflating our own self-worth. We'll see Peter today do just that. His pride inflated himself, and so it diminished what he thought was his need for Jesus and his need for the cross. And so on this day of humble repentance, we recognize that the same pride exists within our own sinful nature. But every week this Lent, we won't stop there. We don't stop in Peter's sin. We don't stop in our sin. Every week we also journey to the cross Because it was at the cross that Peter's sin, as well as ours, is forgiven and overcome by the mercy and grace of Jesus Christ. So in considering our gospel reading today from Matthew chapter 26, we we remember it's the Thursday of uh, the Thursday evening of Holy Week. Our Lord had just finished eating the Passover meal with his disciples in the upper room. And and after singing a hymn, Matthew tells us, they set out for the Mount of Olives. And and along the way, Jesus speaks uh, to them of things to come. And he shares with them this ominous warning. He says, you will all fall away from me this night because of me. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. 
Of course, Peter, not yet realizing the full significance of what Jesus had just said, he decides to speak up. He boldly replies, though they all fall away from you, I will never fall away. Sometimes you have to marvel sometimes at, at the confidence that, that, Peter, that Peter has. I mean, it's, it's one of the reasons why our Lenten series is called Jesus, Peter, and me, and, and not one of the other disciples. Peter is often the one, the first one to speak up, the first one to step out, the first one to make his confidence heard, just like he did in our gospel reading today. But a closer look reveals that what Peter is saying to Jesus is not made out of confidence born in faith, but rather in overconfidence born in sinful pride and conceit. Peter admits that it seems very possible in his mind that all the other disciples would fall away, but he wants Jesus to know that he would never fall away. You see, pride had inflated Peter's ego. It diminished the others in his eyes, and it also diminished the cross of Jesus Christ to which Jesus was journeying. Peter was admitting to Jesus that, that he doesn't need what Jesus came to offer. In fact, Peter has something to offer Jesus instead. He has his commitment, his determination, his own strength. But Peter had too much confidence, certainty, pride in himself and in his own ability. Maybe his prestige had gone to his head. He, he is one of the three disciples closest to Jesus. He, together with James and John, was with Jesus often. We heard about it this past Sunday at his transfiguration, for instance. He had made, Peter had made the wonderful confession, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. He had been given the name Peter, Petros, which means rock. After all that, how could he possibly fall away? But Jesus shoots down this kind of thinking with his explicit warning now to Peter himself. Truly, I tell you, Jesus said, this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. But Peter's prideful heart was already hard and calloused. And so he goes on to say, even if I must die with you, Jesus, I will never fall away. When we think too highly of ourselves, we put ourselves up here and we put others down here. And most importantly, we put Jesus down here. But we know how this night ends for Peter, don't we? And we'll actually talk about his denial in a coming week to come. But, but what I'd like us to focus on this Ash Wednesday is the sinful pride that led Peter to say such things in this moment. And also to think about, is Peter's attitude of self-inflation ever mirrored in our own lives? Let's just take a brief inventory for just a moment. Have you ever said something like this to yourself? And if not out loud, then at least in your heart or in your mind? There's no deep or shameful sin in my life. There's no blemish on my reputation. There are no skeletons in my closet, in my history. Others may be guilty of certain sins, but I would never do that. Others may be negligent in spiritual matters. Others may lack faith and, and Christian character, but certainly not me. I would never do such a thing. I would never fall away. 
and I'll make sure to let anyone who may think otherwise know about it. I know that I have found myself at times thinking this way, and, and again, if not explicitly, then certainly implicitly. And again, when we think too highly of ourselves, we are putting ourselves up here, and we're putting others down here, and most importantly, we are putting Jesus down here. And you see, in any or in all of these ways, it's that sinful pride that Peter had that comes to life in us as well, in our sin and in our overconfidence before God. But God's word condemns sinful pride. Proverbs says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Or remember the proud Pharisee in the temple prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector here. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But Jesus tells us that that man goes home, not with God's favor, but rather with his judgment. And Jesus says about him, everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. The Apostle Paul warns us, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed, lest he fall. And a fall is waiting for us, always right beyond our next step, if we ever begin to rely on our own strength. If we think for just a moment that there's no danger for us, if we think for a moment that we are untouchable by temptation, if we are the ones saying to Jesus, I have no need for you to go to the cross, because I'm not that bad. The wages of sinful pride is death. And so we do need the ashes of repentance. We do need the reminder that we are dust and to dust we shall return. So what does Jesus say? Well, Jesus gives his reply to Peter's sinful pride and to ours as well in our gospel reading. He says, for it is written... I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. You see, Jesus didn't come to shepherd found sheep. Jesus didn't come to shepherd righteous sheep. Jesus didn't come to shepherd perfect sheep. No, Jesus came to shepherd. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost sheep. He is the shepherd, the good shepherd, who searches out for even one lost sheep. He is the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep. And here in our text, we know Jesus is very close now to the cross, less than 24 hours away. And Jesus is the opposite of prideful. Jesus is perfectly humble for our sake. He is obedient to his father in perfection. He was willing to put himself down here for our sake. And it was at the cross that God the Father pours out on our shepherd his righteous wrath and judgment for our sinful pride and for every sin that has ever marred our thoughts, words, or deeds. There at the cross, our shepherd became sin for us. And so as Jesus said, the flock was scattered when he was arrested and condemned. 
All the disciples forsook him and fled. But you see, Jesus never stopped shepherding them. That's why in our gospel reading tonight, he was letting them know ahead of time that he was going to gather his flock again because neither the cross nor his death would be the last word. After I am raised up, Jesus said, I will go before you to Galilee. And so to hear that imagery of a shepherd continuing to lead his lost disciples, even leading Peter most of all, he was telling Peter and all the disciples that their loving, caring, and redeeming shepherd would return from death itself and gather them once more in Galilee because they would always be the redeemed and forgiven sheep of his flock. And so we realize that we are too. You see, these Lenten ashes of repentance humble us from any sinful pride we may have. We have come here before God today and confessed, Almighty God, have mercy upon us, forgive us our sins. We've confessed our need for the cross because we realize we too are scattered in sin. But repentance is more than simply knowing our sin, what, knowing what has brought us down here. Repentance is also knowing Jesus, the one who has taken us from down here and brought us back up again. And so with glad and believing hearts, we hear and believe his own words in absolution, which proclaims that our sins have been forgiven. And then today we get to come to the Lord's table and we hear his word spoken that same night that we heard in our gospel reading. This is my body, which is broken for you and drink of it, all of you, for this is the blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Brothers and sisters in Christ, you are his flock. And your good shepherd who gave his life for his sheep now gives life to his sheep. And so although we are in fact dust, we have also been made new as we have been raised to new life in Christ. All of our sinful pride is forgiven. All the times we think highly of ourselves and therefore have diminished others and even diminished the cross of Jesus, we are forgiven. And we follow our shepherd. And so our hearts are free to, to cultivate his mind and his humility in us. We are free to serve rather than be served. We are free not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought, but rather in humility value others above ourselves. And value the one who was willing to journey through death into eternal life for us. After all, this is our Lenten journey. And this is the story of Jesus, Peter, and each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.